Hey, it's Patel, your long-lost cousin. But tell me about it. I can't believe we found each other. So help out us underdogs. Follow the podcast on Spotify and encourage one of your friends to follow too. We'll talk about money, crazy relationships, science, and much more. And I'd love to have you as a guest speaker. So thank you for listening and enjoy. lot of paperwork oh, sorting and cleaning and I don't know, probably inhaled a lot of shredded paper did uh, my sisters and my taxes Ooh. getting my moms and my dads together so they're making some errands today yeah wait to get that over with Indeed. I think I could do my parents own my parents taxes at home probably I just have to submit that form for uh, 709 yeah. Uh, by a male, so it's kind of irrelevant to even have to note it on the online service because mm-hmm. they're gonna say mail it anyways. Yeah. The form is a little com- confusing. They all are. Yeah. <laughs> when it's not like guided through some online mm-hmm. automation automated service, um, <laughs> you just have a simple government form good luck with that simple government form i mean rather um i guess four pages is a simple form when it comes to the i suppose yes (laughs) i'm just saying like nothing i know nothing government is uh yeah so like made so that you can fill it wrong so that they can just deny you that's the one thing that's holding me back from doing it myself the one form (laughs) trust me if you think a cpa knows what they're doing not always That's why... And I'm an intern with CPA. I'm talking about just a tax prep expert. They're like, you know, out of high school. Yeah, I mean, they're date, they, but they can be really good, by the way. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you know, we were talking about real estate. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to find a really good tax person for real estate. Correct. you got to buy it. you got to literally hire a Someone specialized who person who's in it. Yeah. Because any old CPA tax... They know, but they don't know. They don't know. Preferably someone who's actually investing in real estate at the moment and even can refer you to agents in the market, even one step forward. And they are available. They're available. It does take digging. So H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, how do you pick? You walk in and you're like, I want that person. Oh, that's just just very difficult. Mm. Uh, There's no real good way to uh, pick that I mean first of all you do want to see that they're certified so okay. if they're an enrolled agent they need that enrolled agent certification mm. uh, and that's what most people in Jackson Hewitt or H&R Block will have they're all enrolled agents Enrolled agents. and then you have CPAs CPAs yeah. being that they take the CPA exams yeah. and whatnot yeah and after that, at least for CPAs, I'm not 100% sure about enrolled agents. Yeah. There's a, another specific website where all of them are listed mm. to see if there are any complaints. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Or any misconduct from them. Oh, I see. And that's your basic research. So now you know that whichever person that you have seen is at least qualified at a minimum level. Okay. Right? Because looking at enrolled agents or CPAs is very similar to looking at doctors. 
there's nothing out there that says that this doctor is really good. At the end of the day, you're looking for their qualifications as a doctor, and after that, you're looking at user reviews. Yeah. Right? You can also find user reviews of that CPA, because if they're listed on Google or right. even Yelp, yeah. you'll get to see it, and then you'll get to see what people say about them. Right. After that, just like doctors, yeah. it's really word of mouth. Yeah. Like, oh, this doctor is known for that. And if you get up to that point, well, clearly it's going to be far more expensive. Yes. Right? If, they're, if they have good reviews, they're probably more expensive. Unless you have the CPA in their own right. so small business. Right, so another way around that is by joining local groups on yeah. Facebook yeah. or and getting good word of mouth. So if you know another mm-hmm. person who's a customer, real estate investment oh, I person, see. Oh, yeah. that would lead you to hopefully somebody that they use yep. with success. Yep. So basically you're going to try to co- compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. So you need to find somebody who's in a similar state as you are. Which is why I always say with like financial advisors, overall, Basically, you're looking for somebody who's very similar to your views yeah. in life. Yeah. Right. With just more education, <laughs> kind yeah. of, or in that ed- specific, specific area. Education. Uh, other than that, mm-hmm. it's it's not a straightforward yeah. process. Yeah. For most people, I think the same could be said to I our mean, medical profession as well. A, a little bit different. I think the CPA also st- understands that they un- they have the same mindset as you. They understand they stand a chance to benefit even more from business with me in the future. Because they're probably utilizing their services more frequently and sends more money to them. The more complex my, like, say, empire gets or whatever. So, yeah, they have that understanding and can make that choice, then it's, it's to their benefit, too. Well, I'm probably just walking into a Jackson Hewitt. <laughs> so, um, once hopefully again. my mom stuff. It's not too complicated. I will make sure that they know about the 709 form. And I'll have copies, of course. You make copies of everything that you submit. I like to say that, but... No, it doesn't help. No, I mean, it does. I'm just saying, like, I like to say that, but... <clears throat> I never know where my copies are. Oh, your copies? Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> you make copies and they're... I know, I know, I know it's in a box. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I keep them all in one place. When you need them, you will gather them. Oh my gosh. You will gather them. Believe it. Boy, I was pulling out uh, paperwork from 2000 and before in this household. It made it through earthquakes and fires and everything. And it's still not up in this place. From every little nap, nook, and cranny. I cannot believe this paper. We still have these papers. Bills. Like, grocery store bills. Well, like, what the frick? It took me half a day just to sort through the papers. And then I had to organize them. And then I had to look through and see what tax papers I needed from my parents. Wow, my sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2000. See why you need to sort that far, but oh, I wasn't sorting that. That was going straight to the shredder. That was okay. the shredder. That was one of the categories of sorting. <laughs> I think we ran the shredder for probably two straight.
not just a stick. No, she was also doing her taxes online, asking oh. questions while I was sorting the rest of the paperwork. She did it! I'm glad she did. She's like, it's so confusing. I'm like, yes, it's true. But this is a good experience. So the next time you do it, you will be a little less scared of doing it yourself. That's very wise words. Has she looked into purchasing a new car yet? No. What do you mean she? When they need something, I'm the one doing the research. <laughs> well, it looks like you got her to sort of do the taxes. I did. So I, I didn't do all the math. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. We don't need one right now. We have two functional vehicles, and we only have basically two users, two and a half users. Again. We have two Camrys. Yeah, but isn't one of them? One's in the shop right now, getting fixed. Uh, yeah, the door is being replaced and all that, whatever they're doing. Okay, that's yours. That's mine. And then the, the Camry other... did get fixed. We paid uh, ah. a, few, a couple thousand dollars to get that fixed. Oh, so it's now just running. It's still weird. Like, it's making weird sounds. But what are you going to do? I don't know. Once a dud, you know, once it's turned into a dud, there's only so much improvement you can do on a car, right? <laughs> Ours is still bad. I think it just went bad. You know, yeah, like, it's sad. not in weird weather. It's, it's a, it was in South Carolina majority of the time. There was no theft or vandalism to it. Um, yeah. Every time they have to fill it out. We should get gas though. <coughs> get it on the way back maybe. The card isn't here. I'll show you. I'll show you how to. Also, I'll show you how to. It's pretty easy, but you have to put the odometer in first. Odometer. into the pump and it asks you for our pin or vehicle number which I'll tell you what that is and that's all pretty straightforward odometer. this the odometer um, how many miles the gas pump yep interesting yeah that's how the card works I guess you know they want to know that I'm spending that on my, this vehicle and not my own vehicle or someone else's vehicle I did not know that the pump had as much that, the, technology uh -huh. in it. Yeah. I couldn't do it at Costco, which was, I was like, man, this car didn't work at Costco. Let's see, okay, yeah. That, right. those are not as, it, not saying those pumps are not advanced, they're just, this is not accepted. And here's another example of how the government doesn't know how to save money. Or rather, this is enterprise. It's, actually, this is enterprise. Too. 
It very well maybe. Maybe there's so many Dodge customers that kept running the car out of the empty and they had to skew the image. Oh, but it takes forever to fill up the tank. It's like 25 gallons. Wow. Yeah. So on a good day, it was 60 bucks. No. Can you imagine? I Owning a vehicle like this? Yeah. Well, you do. Absolutely. You, you can't. Your, your I van, can imagine it. Your I mean, van is sort of... I think that's for probably one of the main reasons why I do well with money is because I can't imagine can't it. can't imagine like, it. Like, value for numbers, like... I was talking to our coworker Lee mm. the other day, mm-hmm. and he was reading this book about what thirteen some number mm-hmm. things, dumb things that smart people do with their money. And one of them was like something sold a house to downsize it, and didn't realize how much taxes that they were going to pay on it or something. Mm. Why is that dumb? they didn't realize how much taxes that they were going to pay from it. Okay, but what if they knew and they still did it? I think downsizing is a great thing. Well, it would really depend on the situation if that downsizing actually saved money. Okay. Right, wait, because we're, we're making the assumption here that downsizing does save money. Yes? Yeah. All right. Okay, now, there's many let's take the same situation and you downsize it to a smaller place okay. and you utilize all of that money to pay for something else for somebody that you love or something okay. as a gift. Oh, okay. But you didn't realize that there were taxes in relation to it because nobody you've known has paid taxes. But happens to be that you've made 250000 over the $250,000 federal limit. Okay. Yep. So what happens? You have to pay capital gains on you do. the you have to profits pay from tax- the house right. sale. Right. And so what happens when you've already you've given that money away? You owe the money go into debt. So, downsizing doesn't always help if you don't realize it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? This is like the lottery, this is, this this is the, is the lottery winner fallacy, right? Yeah, not all rich people are smart. Right. So, can it possibly be that downsizing is a dumb move? Yes, if you don't realize what you're doing sure. and you already earmark that money to someplace else. Sure, okay. I think a lot of people will also have the following issue. So, let's say you, being a smart person yourself, Let's say you didn't know about taxes, because you do know about taxes. You downsize your place. What do you want to do with that money? Invest it. Bingo. Invest it as soon as possible. So you invest the full amount at ASAP. Then taxes come, and you're like, oh, crap, I have to pay taxes on it. What do you have to do? Take it out, and then pay double taxes. Exactly. You're going to pay capital. Assuming, <laughs> assuming you... You had gains. Gains. See? Twice. That's sort of exactly... And even if you don't have gains, you're still paying double taxes. Why? Because hopefully you're doing it for the long term, right? And in the short term, if you had losses, what would you have normally done? Health. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, now sure. you've got to take, you out, take it out. So you're pulling out losses. Yeah. Right? So. It's like two steps forward, one, three back. Right. Something like that. More work for you. So he was reading that, um, that book. How did we get on this conversation? Gas prices. Gas prices. Like, I can't imagine spending right. 85 bucks on a car that Bingo. I own. I'm so glad you're listening more than my own voice. Wow. But th- those are the same things. Uh, understanding numbers. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that was mentioned in the book was people Value. don't realize how their lifestyle will be. Yeah. 
or and this is more for fire folks more than anyone else okay. like lean fire folks so fire is financial independence retire early right probably some other versions of that which i love fire yeah. we had that conversation with the cruise ship remember how we were talking about oh a hundred thousand and he was like, that's way too expensive. For you remember this? Oh, remember for the world, the, for the the world, world tour cruise. Right? $100,000. I think it's a great, I think it's worth it. It's not about being my worth habits. it. It's not about my, being worth it. Okay. Let's just take it from the monetary point Okay, $100,000. That's right? a lot of money. We talked about it even at that day that if you save that much for that period of time and you have compounding, one of your compounders could just be $100,000 easily. Right? Mm -hmm. And remember, that compounding rule of that 4% rule is actually not trying to touch your principal. Like the whole calculation oh, wow. is not to touch your principal. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't empty out your principal. It's just that if whatever you have grows 7% and you have a million dollars, that's 40000 a year. Yeah. That's income. Yep. 4% rule is saying that you would take off, four, like it would last forever because you're not knocking out your principal as much. Mm -hmm. Right. Gotcha. If you're even less than the four percent, so let's say you calculated the four percent rule, so that you would always have four percent as income, right? Mm -hmm. But the average stock goes up seven percent, right? That means you would only have gains, right? Yeah. So if you look at the calculation yeah. for the four percent rule, you're saying you're going to only take a four percent, but you put in your calculations that the overall stocks go up by seven percent. Yeah. That means it's still growing at a three percent rate, which right. means you never touch principal. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, people don't realize that. So, okay, so $100,000 instead of on the cruise ship. You could just use it, right? Yeah. And so we had both decided. You also added your workflow because that's something that you enjoy. Okay. Okay. But for so me, pure, pure but for me, pure numbers, it worked, right? Yeah. But that's where both you and I yeah. are able to invest at a much better rate because those numbers feel real to us. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will say, like, oh, use the envelope method for budgeting. Why? Because when you don't have any cash, you know you don't have any cash. Mm -hmm. Well, credit cards, you yeah. can't feel yeah. the usage of it. Yeah. But I'm guessing for most people like you and me, we have like a balance sheet in our head. Yeah. And it it doesn't matter if I feel it or not. No. I know exactly how much I have, how much I'm using. Yeah. Like it's just as real to me. It's very real to me. It's very in the foreground almost all the time. So when you say, oh, wow, it's $80, like... Yeah, no, it's not very difficult for me to imagine because I don't, I think I'm sort of disconnected from. It's not rea reality for you right now. No, it is. just Because as soon as I see the price, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> like, it's not more of a, oh my God, it's so much money out of my pocket. Like when I see gas prices go up and I'm filling the same car that I always have, yeah. forget about this car. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me that it's expensive. Oh, I still gotta do it. Right? Like, yeah. no, but I'm saying, like, I have no. Oh, okay. Like, I don't feel bad that it's more expensive. Oh, okay. I, I feel like it's more real for you in that sense. Oh, okay. To me, it's just a number that I add to my budget line. I hear almost, you. Almost. Oh, totally. Almost like cold. Oh, I, I do, like I said, money's at the forefront for me all the time. So I'm always doing trade off calculations in my head. So, so if I understand in the moment that. You know, I'm spending 80 bucks on my vehicle at that fill-up, which is, what, 20% more than before, then I will understand where I need to uh, save or transfer funds somewhere else. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but you're you're already got that risk benefit. Yeah. To me, it's just a number. I hear you. Like, it's even less than that for me. Like, I'm that's like, oh, okay. That's okay. You know, like that's sort of how. It's good though, because yeah. it's not a big ass number in the grand scheme of things. So I think I. Uh, right, I'm but a little too type A. Like so it's really nice that you got a nice phone, or phone now. But remember how you always used to keep using the cheaper. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, so it's sort of. It's sort of. It's sort of visceral, like using more money than you need. Like you just really want to just pay for what you need. Yeah. Like it you, is. you may have a phone that's more than you need. Yeah. Right. Like you wouldn't want to drive this car simply for the fact that it's more car than you need. Correct. Right. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. And I think. That's a great, which is why you've saved so much money because you try. Right. I'm a minimalist and, and use what you need. <laughs> preferentially, yeah. Yeah, I use what I need. But, uh, and everything else tries to be out. <laughs> All the extra stuff. Mm. Unfortunate, isn't it? Mm. So for me, day to day, like, I'm not. Remember, because I'm not all about inefficiency yeah. to a point. Yeah. So basically, for me, day to day money and stuff like that. It's sort of inefficient, so I don't feel that kind of same yeah. pull. Yeah. I think, and then again, this is me living in my single solo world, you know? When there's distractions that I will probably have in my future, I won't be thinking about things like that as... Hopefully, yes. Often. No, I can't. I When my little nephew and nieces come over, or nephews and niece come over, everything else goes out of my mind. I can't even focus other than on them. <laughs> so, Yeah. Say. In the moment. <laughs>